You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 184. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hi, this is your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 184 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and this show is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship and heart-based LinkedIn marketing, a system that gets you on the phone, builds relationships consistently with perfect people, people who can change your business, your life, and your bank balance forever. It's digital marketing with the human touch, just good old-fashioned relationship marketing with all those cool new digital tools that we have now. So if you've listened before or if you love what you hear today, you know we love hearing from you. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening at your podcast player of choice, and then you won't miss an episode. Um, and also, I would love it if you're loving what you're here today. Take a quick screenshot of this. Share this episode on social media. Use the hashtag goodgirlsgetrich. Um, tag me, tag our guest, and we'll be sure to share your post with our audiences. And that's how we all get more visibility. In the show notes, we have a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave an audio review. I would love that. Just go to KarenYankovich.com slash 184. You'll see the, the blog for this page. All the links we talk about are on that page right there. Mia Hewitt. Wow. Wait till you guys meet Mia. Uh, you're really going to, I really enjoyed my conversation. I think we could have talked for about three or four hours, but when I read her book, I knew that she would be such a good fit for the show because really what she does is, I mean, the name of her book is meant for more, right? And that is such an important component of what we talk about here on Good Girls Get Rich. We know that there's more for you and we want to help you get it. So without further ado, meet Mia Hewitt. So I am here today with Mia Hewitt, and Mia and her partner help entrepreneurs or those that want to be entrepreneurs all around the world. They help them stop sabotaging their results to free themselves to then make six and seven figure leaps in their businesses with the right tools, the right skill sets, the right strategies, the right systems and team using their aligned intelligence method that causes a permanent paradigm shift, teaching them how to consistently and predictably transcend any obstacle so that they can return to their natural state of power, feeling clarity, confidence, and fulfillment, making impact and difference they've always known they were here to make. And Mia is the author of the book, Meant for More. And when I read this book, I knew how perfect, perfectly aligned this is because I, I do, some of you that have listened to this podcast for a while might have heard that bio and wondered if I wrote it because yeah. there's so many things that are in a line with what we do. So Mia, thanks so much for joining us here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, here on, you know, Good Girls Get Rich, the whole idea of Good Girls behind Good Girls Get Rich is if you do what you're good at, if you are staying in the space of what lights you up, what you're good at, what you love doing, that's where you bring abundance into your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that, but a big part of that is also owning that, right? Owning that you're good at this, owning that you can build a life around this. And, you know, one of the, you know, I talk to a lot of women and a lot of times what I hear is, like, is that all there is? I just, this is it. This is what I can do. Like, I'm good at this. It pays the bills. I'm cool. Um, but they really want more. So meant for more is such, is such a great, first of all, it's a great title and it's such a great, it was such a great book. And it was so many, it was interesting mm. in a lot of different ways, but um, what does your bio not tell you about you that we should all know before we jump into this conversation? Oh my gosh. Um, that I grew up poor. 
um, that when my dog died, when I was uh, about 13 years old, um, our house was so infested with fleas. They, they literally sucked the blood out of them. And I remember making a decision that day that I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know how to become successful. I don't know what money is, but I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to give it to the world. And like, that really is, I like really the catalyst behind all of this. Right. Because I love what you say, like good girls, you know, it's like I, as a kid, I was always the kid that was like, well, why, if we're good people, why do we have no money? Right. Like my whole life, I was told, like, if you're just a good girl, then you get things right. But then we had no money. And it was like, well, why is that? And why do you say like those people over there have money? But why? Why are you saying that? You know, like I just I always was a why person. I wanted to understand why. Just tell me why so that it all makes sense so that I can then do it. (laughs) (laughs) So. So, okay. so tell us a little bit about that journey then. So you were a kid when that happened. So. So when you decided that that was going to be different for you and that you were going to have a different kind of life and you're going to have a life that money was never going to get in the way of of the people that you love doing whatever you need to do for the people that you love. Right. What did you do? Well, the first thing I did was and the thing that I felt was the safest. <laughs> so I um I co-owned an insurance company, I built a multi-million dollar insurance company with my ex-husband now. Um, but at the time he was my husband, and we built that for 24 years. So I did the safest thing that I could think of. Like, what does does everybody need that they have to pay for? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, that's brilliant. You yeah. didn't just say, you were like, what do they need and what do they have to pay for, whether they have the money or not? Right. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because back then I was such in survival mode. Like I didn't understand everything that I understand now. Right. So I was completely mm-hmm. just knew that I didn't want to be broke and I just didn't want to be poor. And so I just did what I thought I needed to do, but not what I really loved to do. And so then going through this, what happened was, um, you know, my husband, we don't have any drama or anything like that. We just grew apart and he lived in another state. Um, He wanted to be up in the mountains. And so he just ended up living in another state and we just became like more friends than we were a married couple. So we ended up splitting. And when in splitting what we, you know, I was like, well, I, you know, everybody had been asking me, how did you do this? How did you grow this company? So successful? Like, how are you making so many millions with so few people? And so I started coaching people on how to do that in insurance. And everybody used to say to me, you know, you should have been a coach. You should have been a coach. And I didn't even know what a coach was back then. And so that's how my journey began was really inside of um, just wanting to do in my second life, you know, after doing that with my first life, you know, inside of that, in my second half of my life, I just wanted to only do what I love. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, and I just want to give you credit too, because just because people need insurance doesn't mean they have to buy it from you. So yeah. obviously to be, to build a really successful business like that, a little bit more had to happen than just, we did it because people needed it, right? It's not like if you build it, yeah. it will come. there's a lot of things that have to happen. Exactly. So kudos to you for, for, finding a way to make that successful and uh, doing what you needed to do to do that. But, you know, it's interesting because I had a similar, um, had a similar journey, but same kind of next chapter kind of thing. And, and, and the same kind of, I am never going to let money get in the way of, of me not being able to do what I need to do for somebody I love ever again. Always a lot older than you were though. So I would have, I, you know, and I mean, I don't live with regrets at all, but you know, it would have been nice to have learned it a little bit sooner than I learned it, but, um, but it really is the defining, it's a defining moment, right? When you're just mm-hmm. like, what the heck? 
You know, yes. it's money. It's just paper. Why is it in the way of these important things? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't, you know, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So you created a journey then from insurance company owner to coach. How did that look? Yeah. Because I was the person that was always behind the scenes making shit happen. Like mm-hmm. I was the one getting it done kind of thing inside of that. So I was like the mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And so I was not the person whose face was like out in front. And so um, inside of this journey of like trying to really be seen, I was constantly sabotaging. And so I couldn't figure out how could I grow this multi-million dollar company and know how to make it happen. Like I understood it logically, but emotionally, I couldn't really get myself to be there. I couldn't put myself out there. I wasn't really doing the necessary things. And so I went and spent a half a million, almost about a half a million on my own coaching. I've worked with the best and the best. I, such you know, an important, such an important lesson. I hope you're listening to that. She invested. Yeah. What else could, what could you possibly invest in that's better than your own, your own self and your own education? Oh I my love gosh, that. nothing. Yes, I did. I, I, I have done it all. And I was looking for the answer to why I felt completely divided inside. Like I understood it logically, but emotionally I couldn't get there. And I, I, no matter what I did, whatever I tried, um, I would keep bumping up against, you know, like, just don't think that way, just reframe it, like rethink differently. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel that way. Like I still feel like this. And Mm -hmm. so long story short, um, it took someone saying to me, a very, very famous bestselling um, author to say to me, Mia, you just need to go in your room and lock the door and not come out until you figure this out. <laughs> and I was like, this is when my, the, you know, like the ghetto side of me comes out. And I'm like, you didn't need to tell me that. I could have just said, you know, because I paid him. Right. How grand. much should I pay you to tell yes. me to lock myself in a room? Right. Yes. $50,000. Yes. And so that was an ouch. Because, you know, you don't ever forget being poor, even when you're wealthy, it doesn't mean you forget the value of a dollar. And so I was just like, what? And I was pissed and I was on it and I was mad. And it took me about a week. It took me out. Right. And then it became my next defining moment. I remember thinking back then, I don't know what this is, but I am going to, I am determined. I am going to figure this out. I'm going to learn what is really stopping because I cannot be the only, I'm not that special. Like it can't be just me. I can't be the only person who struggles emotionally. So then I literally became obsessed 24 seven, um, 24 seven. And I literally dove into uncovering this and going deeper and deeper. And I literally came up with the exactly why every single person struggles. Like so tell every us, single, tell yes, us, so we don't have to spend 24 seven doing it. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you it all. So the, here's the, here is the shortcut to it all. The truth is that when we were born, I want you to you all to feel this. We were all born whole, perfect, and complete. Like not one baby is ever born with a self-esteem issue. We think the whole world is for us. Like right. everything is for us. And then something happened. Something happened that shocked you, confused you, blindsided you. And you were very, very young. 
It's very young. Like most oftentimes we see it around like a year to 18 months old, two years old, somewhere around there, maybe three, but really young. Something happened um, because as we grow, as children, we grow by an emotional bond of trust. And when that trust gets broken, we experience an immense shame. And those emotions that you were feeling when this happened, you didn't know how to process what you were feeling. So you internalize those emotions to mean there was, must be something wrong with you. So without knowing how to process how to, you know, the internal and you internalizing these emotions, you took them on as an identity, who you think you are, which left you always feeling alone, abandoned, separate, like no one gets you. This is how we describe how one loses their authentic self as it ceases to exist psychologically. It never truly ceases to exist, but it does psychologically. And then we all went into our heads trying to figure it out as a way to try to stay safe. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. It totally resonates as well. So, okay. And I, I, I'm sure that you that's listening can think of a moment or more than one moment in your life that, that that resonates with, right? So if that's true, and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't doubt that it is. So if that's true, then what? Like, what do you, you know, how do you make that, how do you get that moment and truly put it in the past and not live from that place anymore? Absolutely. It's a great question. It literally is a recipe. Like anything that is successful requires a recipe. And so like if we if you we were going to bake a cake and you had never baked a cake before it's not in a chocolate cake it's not enough to know that you need chocolate to get a chocolate cake like awareness is not enough to get the result Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece that I have to give people. Like there is a recipe in every everything that's successful there's a recipe. So you have to first understand the whole recipe. You have to then understand the key ingredients and you can't skip an ingredient. Like yes. just like in a cake, you cannot forget the sugar or I'm sorry, it is not going to taste like a chocolate cake. Well, not cake. only that, right? you can't add the sugar after the cake is baked. There's that's right. Order. There's this as well. There's there's the ingredients. And then there's a reason that they all get added at a particular time. Absolutely. That is such a key, like really, really, really important. So the keys to the ingredient is we have to, because what, why it does, um, why I'm saying this is it takes us eight weeks. It takes us eight weeks to take anyone from where they are to where they want to be in the unwinding or the unraveling of their unconscious mind. But what the ingredients are, just so that I'm giving a really um, consent so that everybody can get their mind around it, is in order to be, it's not enough to know what it is, know, like, you know, a lot of people come to me like, but I, you know, like, I know this, I know this, that's the logical part. But the real results come from the being, not the knowing. So in order to be what you know, In order to live what you want, you have to first, number one, you have to become aware that you have the wrong problem. So no one about that. Yeah. No one ever comes with the right problem. So the, for me, and you know, this, you can see it in your business. Nobody ever has the right problem. And it's not that it's not, that's not a judgment. 
if you had the right problem, you would have already resolved it, right? And so the key, the key to understanding that is, is this. When we ask, if I were to ask somebody, you know, what are your limiting beliefs? They would normally say, 99% would say, well, I don't think I have any or I don't know. And this is because we don't actually experience a limiting belief as a limiting belief. We experience a limiting belief as that's just the who, who I am. We right. have them as facts, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they hide in our blind spots. So we don't actually see it. That is why, because it's in a blind spot. So the truth is inside of what I'm doing, where it really is like where what's stopping people is they will have the wrong problem. They'll have the symptom. What the real core reason why anyone is self-sabotaging is it's all coming from their original trauma. Their original trauma then creates the perception of how they view the world, how they view themselves and how they view others. And which creates a perspective, which then creates their beliefs, which then creates their actions or behaviors or non-actions, which then creates their results. Makes sense? It does. It does. Yeah. 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 So the first, so the first step is always we have to, the first step is awareness, but we have to have awareness about what is the the real core issue. Um, And so not we always have the everybody always has the wrong the wrong problem we have to find the right problem so the first step is awareness the second ingredient is understanding we're going to have to gain understanding because when we've been running the same patterns and they've been a blind spot for so long the second thing we have to do is be able to clear the misconceptions and misunderstandings that have been in the way of that blind spot Then the third thing what we need to do is actually then from seeing it, now when we separate the truths from the lies and we can really see what is really happening, now we must apply the truth. So right then, until that point, we don't really, we still haven't actually gained anything until we actually apply and implement the truth. Once we implement the truth, then what happens, those new behaviors, those new actions from alignment will create new experiences and our new experiences will create our new results. So another way to hear that is it's only in you having new experiences that you really have true knowledge. You know what? I so understand that. I so understand that. And that is something that is easy to hear, but not easy to really know that you've really heard it. Does that make even that doesn't even make sense? But no, it does. you can hear it and think you know you think you understand it until you realize you didn't understand it because yes. something happens that makes you feel it differently. And then you're like, oh right, that's what that feels like. That's exactly right because it's in a blind spot. Now how mm-hmm. you can find your blind spots is nobody's gonna like this. Brace yourself for it. <laughs> how you find your blind spots is Everything that's triggering you. No, no, don't say that. (laughs) Right. Do all that stuff you hate. Right. Right. 
What, like, because, so tell us a little bit about that. What does that yeah, mean? Be, because everywhere you're being triggered, wherever you're being triggered in life is where you have the wrong problem, is where you have the misunderstanding and misconception, is where you need to apply the truth, is where you need to take consistent new actions and behaviors, is where you need to have new experiences so that you will have new true knowledge, so that you will actually have the results. But nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Guys, this is truth. a podcast. It's not video. So you can't see me like shaking my head like, yes, 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 yes. I totally get that. And it's not, like, I'm thinking like I'm applying this to myself, I, which is yes. as you're talking, I'm like, oh gosh, you're so right. I don't want to do that. But yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So how do you know if it triggers you? Okay. So you know it, you know it because it's what triggers you, yes. right? But how do you know what to do to change that reality of that trigger? Yes. Well, the, the best, the fastest way is to hire somebody who can support you. You trust in yes. seeing in seeing what it is because the real re- like and I say that with the most love because I've been out there I've spent a half a million dollars on my own and oftentimes the people you think that you're hiring can when they don't really have the skills to help you they can end up just shaming you which is the very thing that causes the original trauma to begin with <laughs> So then you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm being shamed for my shame. You know, it can feel like that. So why I say that is you really want to find people you really, really trust that will support you in seeing your blind spots. And so the key, the reason why um, I am so successful in doing that is because I'm not in my own blind spot, like meaning I've healed my core trauma. So when someone is feels threatened, feels scared, feels whatever they're feeling, I don't feel attacked. So because okay. I'm not feeling attacked, I'm not going into my own blind spots. I can actually see what's really happening to them and not go into making it a meaning or a story or a belief about me. Right. Now that right. really helps the person going through it because it allows them to really feel the trigger, me not make them wrong for it, and then help me be able to help them sort the misunderstanding once I've acknowledged them because they really feel the way they feel. Don't you hate it when you feel something and you don't feel heard that you feel it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Like this was what drove drove me nuts. This is what I felt my whole, like my whole life. I felt like nobody understood me. Nobody understood what I meant. Nobody could relate to it. Nobody ever, you know, and really it's just that I never really felt acknowledged or heard. And so like being able to really feel self-expressed and then really be able to get, dump it out and then be able to now sort it, right? Because having someone help you clear the misunderstandings and misconceptions that are in your way is really vital. So we can, we can, to really give your listeners something huge, we can, I can give you some steps inside of like the, you know, how to, um, five steps of overcoming the fear of judgment. Like we can do I think that. that. I think that, that would help? be great because I, I do think, because I do think a yeah. lot of it does come down to feeling judged, yes. you know, and it's so funny because like, I truly, I truly, in my heart of hearts, think that I don't really give a crap what people think about me. But of course, that's not true. Like, of course, there's always parts of me that you care and you do things for. I mean, if I truly didn't care about that, I wouldn't, you know, maybe I wouldn't even shower, right? Like, when you wouldn't buy a new pair of shoes because who cares? Like, you'd buy comfortable shoes, right? Because who cares, right? So you do. So we do care 
what people think. Yes. And, and even though, even when, you know, like I try to tell myself that I don't. Right. So, yeah. so let's talk about that. Talk, talk yeah. about how you can start to, well, talk about, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth. Tell me what you mean yeah. by, by that. No, that's perfect. I, I think you said it incredibly. Like that's exactly, exactly what it's like. What happens to us as entrepreneurs is when we fear other people's opinions or judgments, we go into some type of protection mode right? Um, Either we want to remain hidden, unseen, invisible, or I have some entrepreneurs who then they just go into criticizing or making someone else wrong. It's all, it's not one way is not right. And one way is wrong. Mm -hmm. I really want that to be communicated. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter which way, because all, whether we go into attacking and blaming and anger or whether we go into hiding and, you know, um, avoiding and not wanting to be seen, Either way, it's going to somehow have come from our parents, right? The way they were modeling something. So it's, it's, these are learned behaviors is what I'm saying. So I, I really want those people to feel heard about that because oftentimes I know that we like to categorize those that hide as more as the good girls and the ones that don't as the bad ones. And I really want to just kind of really have people feel it. It's either way, it doesn't really lead to an effective result. So um, what we what really needs to happen is, is we first have to become aware of the right problem. So the problem isn't that they don't want to be visible. The problem is that, um, or they don't want to attack and blame people. The problem is in every one of those situations is both of those people are most afraid of being seen as inadequate. Mm. Isn't that good to know? Like it is some, good to know, right? Like the person going into anger and you lashing out is just as afraid of being inadequate, not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being worthy enough, not being capable enough, not being loving enough, not deserving enough, not enough, right? Mm-hmm. Which ultimately, both people, whether we go into hiding or that, comes down to the fear of being rejected. And so the first thing that I would have everybody ask themselves is, when did you decide that you could be rejectable? Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that would be my first thing that I would have you look at. Because in my direct and personal and professional experience, this decision came from our original core trauma. That would be the first thing. The second step is make a decision then to face this fear lovingly. Right. I want you to consider that all fear is actually an illusion, meaning there's a big difference between when you're in an an imminent danger and and when you're in fear. So when you're in an imminent danger, your brain will tell you you need to do something like if somebody's putting a gun to your, you know, to your head or a knife to you that you need to do something to protect yourself. That's very different than feeling fear. Feeling fear is a false self appearing real. It is just your ego trying to protect yourself from the emotions that you don't know how to process. Okay. I really feel that like, oh, so if somebody doesn't have a gun to your head, I want you to check in and just realize, oh, I'm not actually in danger right now. I'm just trying to find a way to protect myself because I don't know how to process what I'm feeling. Yes. Yeah. That's all that's happening. Isn't that great to know? It's like, holy crap. I wish somebody would have told me this a long time ago. 
Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm 54. So I, I feel the same way as you. I'm like, gosh, because when we decide to look lovingly at this fear and examine it, this is how we will begin to transcend it. So then the third step, what we want to do is now we want to understand the misconception or misunderstanding that's in the way so that we gain the really valuable gift. We gain the understanding. So we, we want to break the pattern in order to break that pattern we, and gain understanding. We want of, of being aware of the truth of why do we fear judgment? The truth is all judgment is a projection of something we don't want to own within ourselves. Meaning okay. if we judge others and ourselves harshly, then what stops us from being wanting to be seen um, is not wanting to feel more of those feelings of judgment that are happening inside of us. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so then the, the neck on the action step inside of that is check in with yourself, but who really determines if you're enough and when would you decide that you are? You're like hitting all the pain points today. Okay. Yeah. Who really determines if you're enough? That's a really yeah. good one. Yeah. 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 Right. We do. And then when would you decide that you are? Like, when would that happen? And so the fourth step is going to be now you want to apply that truth, right? Because when we apply the truth, the truth is what will set us free. So awareness is not enough to create a result. So it's now it's time to, to do something with this. So we want to actually apply it. And to do that, you want to heal your core trauma. You want to live as your authentic self in any circumstance, any situation with any type of person, no matter what personality they have, right? And then learn to free your mind from the negative self-talk so that you no longer judge yourself or others. And then inside of that, you will have experiences of you literally living in your power, being your true self, yeah. really loving yourself, right? The greatest form of true beauty is self-acceptance. And then from these ingredients, you will feel secure, confident, and certain, capable, being fully self-expressed, being you. So going from that false evidence appearing real to actually having evidence yes. of how this works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, you say it, and I know, I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking this, but you say it, you know, like things like, we just have to learn how to not have those like, those negative thoughts in our heads. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I just learned, need to learn how to, you know, like jump off a cliff. But that's why you need help from other people, right? Like yeah. that's why. And I love the way you're describing this because I think that, you know, we, especially women, we think we, think we should know how to do this. I we know. think we should be able to do this. And there's no way. It's like, like they say, trying to read the label from inside the bottle, right? Like. There's no exactly. way that we exactly. can do this by ourselves. No and, way. You know, we're so confident. Yeah. Again, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but we're so confident, you know, so co-signing student loans for our kids for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. not realizing that that hundred co-signing a loan or signing a loan or taking out a loan. I mean, it doesn't have to be a loan, but 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 imagine like you're you're it's it's acceptable it is it's it's acceptable in the world to take out a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, yet yeah. if somebody says I'm paying twenty five thousand dollars for a coach and I'm putting it on my credit card, 
you know, you get ostracized. Like, how could you do that? You're going into debt for this. Yeah. It's, it, it is essential that we do oh, totally. this kind of work on ourselves. Uh, absolutely. So I love what you're pointing at in that, because I want to speak directly to that. So a couple of things that like, I love what you're saying there. Uh, the first one being that you're absolutely right, because that would be the equivalent of, you know, a heart surgeon doing his own heart surgery. Right. Because, right. because the heart surgeon can't stay the patient and the practitioner at the same moment in time. Right. So to really have somebody support you, you have to stay the patient. You right. can't, you can't pop, keep coming back out and psychoanalyzing yourself. You can, you can do the process with, you know, like that's why we give you an aligned intelligence method. So you can learn the skill sets yourself so that you don't need us, but you right. need us first. And just like you're saying for you, like somebody needs you first in the beginning until they have it. And then they right. don't need you. The second right. thing that I love that you're pointing at here is that how like main, how it's societal belief that everybody, you know, it's okay to spend a fortune in a college education in the hopes that you will get a job. Right. It, it doesn't even guarantee it. Probably won't even be doing it, it five years. It, it doesn't even guarantee right. a job. It's right. they don't teach entrepreneurship. Like my right. son who has a master's, um, a master's in business. It's like they don't teach this in you know business school. It's like yeah, mm -hmm. of course not. Because, and I want you to consider if they were teaching it and making millions, why would they be there doing it? Like, I just right. want you to consider that college, yeah. college is a big business. Yeah. They make a lot of money off of kids who don't know what they want to do in their lives. Right. Right. It's and parents who feel, uh, feel that that's their duty to their kids to help right. them. You know, to, to go into, you know, seeing serious amount of debt to get this college education. Right. You know? And I, again, I, I know I sound like I'm making judgments. I'm not. I'm no. not. If you feel like a college education is for you and you want to go into debt, do it. Do it. I mean, and, and just make Absolutely. it work. Right. But don't. But understand that that's not the only way to, to move forward on your path. Right. Absolutely. Like I really and likewise. Right. Like my daughter is in med school. The truth is, if she wants to be a surgeon, she has to go to med school. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. So that right. is not something I would ever tell her not to go to med school in order to achieve right. it. But that you are right. Like what I often say to every single person who comes to me, they'll say, well, I just don't if when they they say, I just don't know what I meant to do in the world. And I always say the same thing. We're not going to know it until after we heal your trauma in the eight weeks. We have to heal your trauma. The reason is is because the trauma filter will prevent you from seeing it. So there was, I'll tell you a quick story because this is like so good. So there yeah. was a, uh, this just happened um, inside of this. So there was a, uh, a woman who came into my court in my front end. Um, and originally when she came to me, she was an immigration attorney. And she said, I want to, when I, I want to like heal this so that I can become a motivational speaker. I'm like, awesome. I have no idea what is going to come out of it. Like, this is the most amazing thing. Cause once you heal it, the most amazing things open up for people. So, fun. so yeah, within eight weeks, 
We heal her trauma and she comes out of it and she's like, I don't want to be a motivational speaker. I am going to be a, a PI attorney. And I'm like, what? Amazing. Like, this is awesome. Like, you know, like, but this is how, because it got related to her trauma. Like, all I don't even know what PI is. What's PI? Personal injury. I'm sorry. Personal like, injury. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I was like, I, I was, I, if I'm the, if I was sitting there going PI, 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 yeah, yeah. listening to this was doing the same thing. Totally. Totally. No, I love that you asked me. So like, she was like, no, no. Based on what her trauma was, she shifted to PI. Now, guess what? She just sent me last night the email because she went into our year-long program. We taught her how to then live this even more further in her business. This was mm-hmm. her, her literally her email that she, or her message in Facebook that she just pinged me. She's like, Mia, I want to tell you, I just settled a $15 million case doing personal injury. You guys I told you, you, I told you I want to do PI after my breakthrough, I said I was going to make do a $10 million case. And I just did a 15 million. You guys are awesome. This is, you That's changed awesome. my whole world. That just happened. Isn't that yeah, awesome? I, get it. I, I totally get it. I love it. I totally get it. Cause here's the thing. Like if you were looking at, you know, Derek Jeter or some sports athlete and yeah. somebody was arrogant enough to say, I am going to be the best baseball player ever. And I don't need a coach. I can do it by myself. You'd yeah. be like, that guy's crazy, right? Yeah. That person's insa- crazy. There totally. is nobody, there is nobody, there is no professional athlete that can reach those kinds of levels without having a coach. And, you know, I come from the corporate world. I yeah. was like, oh, I don't need a coach. I didn't even know what a coach was. You know, sure. I'm like, I'll just, just give me a book or just give me a course. I'll do it. But the reality is, if that worked, we would, you know, self-help books wouldn't be the billion dollar industry that it is, right? Um, We would buy one book and we'd be cured, right? We wouldn't need all of that. So, you know, the reality is we've just got to shift our minds a little bit because what sounds, I don't even want to say that that it sounds like a lot of money, but if it sounds like a lot of money to you and we're saying, you know, half a million dollars in coaching or $50,000 coaching program, you know, it, what it means, like, think about what's on the other side of that. Like what's on the yeah. other side of that is $15 million, you know, PI cases, right. That yeah. you're winning, right. That's yeah. what's on the other side of it. So it's really about having the confidence in yourself to invest in yourself and invest in your dreams. And I feel like we might've interrupted your steps to overcome the fear of judgment. Was there more than you gave no, us? No, that's perfect. Yeah. Four. Okay. I would okay, definitely, okay. you know, four to actually okay. live it. Yeah. Okay. And when we learn these skills, when we learn to process how to process our emotions, like what we do in the eight weeks um, for us, because what we have found is vital. These are the, all the things that I wish somebody would have done for me is exactly what the recipe is inside of what we do. So the first is, you know, how to heal your trauma. If we don't heal our core trauma, that emotion that runs in the background of your mind 24-7, that is constantly leaving you feeling confused, doubting yourself, overthinking everything, right? It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> so we have to heal that so that it frees ourselves. There's nothing energetically in the way. Then the next thing is we have to know how to really process our emotions. We've never been taught that. Like nobody ever said to me, here's how to process your emotions. Like the way in my family, it was either my mom would get really angry. And again, I don't have any judgment because they're doing the best they know how from their Mm -hmm. own parents. But my mother would get either really angry and just shut down and stop talking to us. Or my father would reach for the belt. So we either got the belt. Oh, we got the silent treatment. So 
you know, like who has these skills, right? Of like, how do you process your emotions? But there really is ways that you process your emotions. And we could go on and on and teach you that inside of this as well. I know, I know. These are the keys. Here's what I want to get to. What I want to get to is your book. So then eventually it brought you to wanting to put this book out. And your book, there's so many interesting things about your book, but tell me what made you want to create the, write the book and tell me what, you know, what you hope that people, um, you know, get out of the book. Thank you. Well, I mean, and I would love your, you know, because Mm -hmm. I've been in it. I'm inside the glass on this one. Mm -hmm. You would have like, you just read it. What, what do you, what would you say is like the greatest thing that people could get out of the book? What did, what was the greatest thing for you? You No, I I think there was a lot in it. There was a lot in it. It really was. But what was really interesting to me about the book is the perspective you wrote it from. So the book was written and as a perspective of like a student, right. Or a client was actually me. So he, so I love that you. Okay, so tell I me love, about that because I was trying to figure that out. So no, I love that you that. say that. So one yes. of the one of the things. It was really interesting how I because it took me a little while. I was like, what am I reading here? I totally yeah. get it, and I and I now that I understand that that wasn't clear because it's a little blurb that people miss, and I totally get that this is what we're cleaning up inside of the you know revising this one piece because I didn't want the the reader to constantly be going like little Mia said to big Mia. Big Mia said to little Mia, like it would be annoying. So, so I changed my younger self to call her Sue just so that it wouldn't be so annoying. But that is the book I wrote was the book that I wish somebody would have given me. I wanted to write a book that would give people an experience that it wouldn't just be a book of concept because the truth is content. When somebody gives you content, it's useless. If you don't know how it applies under a context, well, yeah, but how do I do that when this happens? But yeah, what do I do when this happens? So what I did is I wrote it in a story form, which it is a true story. The whole thing is true. Everything that I share about what happened to Sue is my trauma, is what happened to me. And then I'm being who I am in the todays of my life as my higher self, then coaching my younger self on how to come back into wholeness within myself such that I could live in oneness and no longer feel the divide. But, and that's what I, that's what I think was most interesting though about the book was that interplay, whether it is, you know, I mean, obviously it is with your young, and it makes it, I'm going to have to go back and look at it now. But because I was like, I'm not quite, I should have asked you before we got on here, but I I wasn't quite sure, you know, where, where we were going with it, but it was really interesting because it, because what it does is it allows me and the reader to put themselves in the in the shoes of Sue, yes. of your younger self, yes. right? Working with Mia, as opposed to just a book where Mia is teaching us and talking to us, yes. right? It is still that book, but instead of it, it's doing it's done in a practical, hands-on, like questions that I might have that mm. Sue had. Right. And then how Mia would respond to it. Right. So it was really cool the way you did it. And I think it was really impactful. Um, Oh, yeah. That means the world to me. And I think, you know, and again, at the the end of the day, the name of the book is meant for more. And I, you know, here's, here's the thing. I mean, I, you know, as we're recording this, it's November, 2021. And so many women and men are looking at what the next chapter in their life is. Are they going back to the office? Are they going back to this? Are they going? And, you know, we're hearing about things like the great resignation, the great reassignment, people are starting to think yeah. more like yes. it's, it was, we were in a place where we were just doing the day, right? Yeah. This is what comes a comes you know, B comes after a, you yeah. know, and this is what we do. And this is what we do. But now we're in a place where we're, I don't know that we were given choices, but we, 
somehow feel more like we have choices in what our next yeah. chapter is. Absolutely. And I think that it's important that we understand that it can be at a level that maybe we didn't realize two years ago or five years ago that it could be at. I totally So that agree. we're never in that situation of not having the cash yeah. on that important moment in our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so very important. Um, you know, I know that in the future I have a plans on, on not only writing a business book, um, because this is in the being, but then the next book is in the doing. And then my final, like, I know I would like to write a final book on really wealth because, because now that I've come full circle and it's not just about making money. So I have wealth as kind of like a Trinity of like, of, you know, family, the three F's, right. Of like family, which is relationships, right. How to be like what you teach, how to be successful in relationships and sort of that, but family, fitness, health, right. Who cares if you make a lot of money, if you don't have your health um, to enjoy it. And then finally the freedom of choice, having a business that allows you that freedom of choice. So how do you, from that, how do you create real wealth? Like generational wealth. And that is my passion, teaching people how to not just make money, but really create like real wealth. It's so passionate about me because it answers my original one at 13, right? Going like, I'm Mm going to give this to the world. And when people can see that you really can be, you don't have to be a millionaire, but you absolutely can be if you choose to be. And it's not as hard as what mainstream or the world makes it sound like that it can happen for you. And that there is a recipe like everything. It's just a recipe. And when you understand the recipe and you do the right ingredients in the right order, you too can have exponential. Well, you know what? That's so important. And I, you know, I think one of the other things that I'm noticing that we're, that we're learning at this moment in time is that at least in my world, my family are teachers and, you know, they all have pensions and, you know, they all make this yeah, much money so and they mom. live a nice life. They live yeah. a nice life, right? They have, um, and there's no generational wealth, but they're doing well. They're doing well. It's, it's all good. Um, and I don't want to speak to teachers because it's not about teachers, but those are the people right now that are struggling. Yeah. The people that have the paychecks, the people that are getting laid off, they're getting downsized. The companies are closing They're You know, it's the entrepreneurs that, that are saying it's our time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we can count, we count on ourselves, right? Yeah. So investing in that coaching that you can count on yourself and you can build from that place. And so many people have come to me because, you know, being LinkedIn, you know, be, being known for supporting people on LinkedIn, as pe- people were getting downsized, a lot of people were coming to me and these are, you know, men and women that are in their fifties yeah. and maybe sixties and they've, they're making a quarter million dollars a year in salary and, you know, another hundred thousand dollars in pension with six weeks vacation. And they got sure. downsized and they're like, I, sure. I need another one of these jobs. I'm like, dude, sure. there are no more of those jobs. Like, those jobs are gone, you know? And, yeah. and I felt, I mean, it, there wasn't a whole lot I could do for them. You know, I could help them if they wanted to step into an entrepreneurial world, but it's, and I'm, I, I'm just, I think, so I think the sooner we realize that the best investment ever is an investment in ourselves mm. and getting to the root of the problem so that we can, you know, just achieve things beyond our wildest dreams, the sooner we are able to do that and support our families and do all the things that we never thought we could do. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our mission is to really support and evolve consciousness on this planet so that we can stop living in scarcity and really live in abundance. And abundance is possible. It, it is not only possible, probable, when you understand how, like there is those key steps and then learning those crucial skills that will allow you to do it. But yes, I'm, I'm right with you on it. Like I'm right with you yeah. on it. And I really stand that you know, together, each one of us plays an important part of really helping evolve consciousness on, on the planet to really have us all awaken to the truth of who we really are, how life really works, and how we can have life work for us instead of always feeling like it's against us. So interesting. So cool. Thank you so much for sharing this with us today. We're going to put links to all of this in the show notes, but um, MiaHewitt.com gets you to her website and there's a couple, we can, if they go there, they can get a couple chapters of your book for free. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes, yes so totally yes. check that out, but we'll also put check links to your book. Um, we can get your book on Amazon and all those places, absolutely. all those normal absolutely. places. So put yeah. links to, links for you to be able to get it there too. Thank you so much for being Thank here with you. us today. I think that this is, um, it's an important time to remind ourselves of this of this message. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we have to just trust that the path will appear as we, as we are creating these things for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that the kinds of things you talk about are, I want, I want our listeners to really know that they are meant for more. Yes. So a thousand percent. Honestly, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank um, you so much. It was so good to talk to you and I look yes. forward to whatever else we can do together and yeah, check out our book and check out our website. We'll see you all soon. Wow, I really loved having a chance to get to know, meet, and chat with Mia Hewitt. I hope you enjoyed her as much as I do. Absolutely grab the first couple chapters of her book at miahewitt.com. There's a link also to grab the full book. It's written in a really interesting way. It makes it easy to read because it's so conversational. You know, young Mia talking to uh, Mia of today. So it's really interesting and it's such an important topic. And I really want this for you. I really want you to understand that you too are meant for more. So, you know, here at She's Linked Up, we create wealthy women of influence. We want generational wealth in your world. And it's all done on building relationships, just the kind of stuff that you're probably already good at, but we're going to make you even better at it and really, really get you to that place that you know is there for you, right? That new paradigm so that you are building the life that Mia and I talked about on our call today. It all starts with a phone call. Grab a spot on my calendar at karenyankovich.com slash call. There's no obligation. And we spend a lot of time with you on these calls, really diving into where, you know, what's working in your business, what's not working in your business, but most importantly, where you really want to go. And, you know, it's, we have no end of ideas. If it's something we can help you with, we'll tell you what that looks like. But either way, we'll steer you to something that can help you take the next step towards your journey to the new paradigm in your life. So that's at karenyankovich.com slash call. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? I do this podcast to support you. We do these free calls to support you. All of these are the first step to having success with relationships, the, meeting the kinds of people that can change your business, your life, and your bank account forever. So let's lift each other up. Let me help you share this podcast. Take a quick screenshot of this episode on your phone. Share that on social media. Tag me. Tag me. And we'll both share it with our audiences. We'll all get more visibility rising tide, lifting all those boots, and we are supporting each other to reach that new paradigm faster than we ever thought possible. I will see you back here again next week with another episode of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast.